Pro Football Playbook, presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network, your source for team news, draft needs, player profiles and rankings, full senior bowl, combine, and NFL draft coverage, news, analysis, discussion. It's in the playbook. Now, here is your host, sports journalist Bill Alfstead, and featured analyst Keith Myers. Pro Football Playbook Podcast listeners. I'm your host, Bill Alfted, sitting down with Keith Myers. Welcome into the show. We're uh, talking team roster evaluations up this week. We're doing two teams, the Dallas Cowboys and the Denver Broncos. First up is Dallas. Welcome in, Keith. Yeah, so, um, you know, this is uh, a couple, this is a, kind of an interesting week in that, um, you know, we get to talk about Denver, which has made a lot of very interesting changes, including finally, they believe finding their quarterback and fixing that problem. That's been a, you know, revolving door um, for quite a number of years. Um, but first, first we got to talk about Dallas, which is probably the one team that is talked about more on talk radio than yeah, and social their, media. Well, yeah. than their record would ever suggest is like worthwhile. Yeah. Um, yeah. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because it's a soap opera. Like that's why it's like yeah. they can't they they can't handle their negotiations very well. I.e., Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott. They're trading their you know some of their best players to get to dump salary in the Amari Cooper thing, but only netted a fifth rounder. Um, and they just it it's just kind of one of those franchises that had the opportunity uh, to get to the Super Bowl, and seems like they're fighting themselves to not get there because mm-hmm. they could have gone all in all of the Rams formula to, uh, to pay your quarterback, to go all in, to get key players around that, to, to retain players that they need to retain and just make that one, two, three year push to get to the top. Instead, they cut players they need to kind of retain. They uh, make it uh, a drama fest to resign some of their key uh, players and stars. And then they just don't seem to have this coordinated uh, plan to to do what's necessary to to win, and so no, and that all starts. It's, that all starts at the top too. I mean, well, and I was going to say it's like it's like the NFC East versions of the NFC West uh, Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, but worse, um, because with with them, it it it, it comes down to um, this team has always been their best when Jerry stays away from the team and lets football people do things and the more involved their owner gets, the worse off this team is. And you can tell that he has been super involved in the last couple of years because his team is going backwards quickly. Um, and that's a problem. The NBA playoff action is nonstop at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the NBA playoffs? With DraftKings Same Day Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more, and boom! You have a shot at an even bigger payout. 
Right now, all customers can place the same game parlay with three or more legs and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, and I'm in. Okay, so let's just kind of go through their offseason. I mentioned the Amari Cooper thing. What did you think of that whole thing? Honestly, that turned out to be um, a disaster. I mean, you've got a guy that... um, is a good player. Is he a little overpaid? Well, by last year's standards, yes. Um, but so they get, they dumped his salary, $20 million a year for a fifth round pick. And they're like, oh, that's great. And then if they'd waited a couple of weeks, they would have noticed that. Um, the whole market was shifting that way. The market shifted. And instead of, you know, $20 million a year being, oh my God, that's a lot. That's like, wow, that's a bargain compared to some of the other, like, um, you know, the other guys that, that, signed big deals this offseason and you know like the chiefs got a couple of first round picks and and um you know the uh the packers got a first and a third i think i mean it's they gave up they only got a fifth round pick yeah it just seemed like wow they got they got hosed in that because they thought they had a contract that was you know too rich and then it turns out Actually, it's that wasn't a bad that wasn't that contract wasn't the problem. Well, and the other one too, where they didn't get anything was Lael Collins. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I think uh, what was it? Cincinnati Bengals came in and grabbed uh, Collins um, quickly after Dallas let him go and didn't get any compensation for him. And they were just cutting salary. I think is is what the deal was there. And then they got outmaneuvered in the Randy Gregory trade. Oh, Talk that to me about just, that a little um, bit. Okay, so the Randy Gregory thing was like it was a disaster. I mean, Gregory had um he had some things and he has some things in his past where he's that been suspended, he's had had some trouble with the law and that kind of stuff. Um he has I think it's been well established that he isn't that person anymore. That he has really turned his life around. He's got his head tight, you know. Uh, tightened and, and put on straight and all of that. Like he has been a stand-up guy the last few years. So when he saw this uh, clause in his contract that said he gets suspended for anything, that all of his um, all of his guaranteed money gets voided. That he's like, wait, if I get suspended for a game because the league office decided that I went too low on a quarterback then now my my guaranteed money's gone he was like no and denver stepped in and said we'll give you the same contract without that clause and he took it and i don't blame him yeah (laughs) right i mean this is a guy this is a guy that hasn't had those kind of off-field things in a while and it it didn't make a lot of sense for them to have it and of course Dallas came through and said, "Oh no, we give that con- that's con- that's in every contract we do." And then uh you know, Dak Prescott and his agent come out and go, "That's not that's not in ours." So we didn't get that contract. <laughs> uh right. and it turns out that there's some other people saying, "Yeah, it's not in my contract either." So really it was it was messed up. I mean, yeah, it, yeah. They, no, you're right. They played it, 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 was. They played it poorly. They just really did. 
So let's turn our attention to the draft. What did you think of their draft overall? I thought it was marginal at best, um, given what their <sighs> needs were and, and and what they ended up coming away with. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't really excited. Um, I mean, obviously their offensive line, which was once the best in the league, and at one point not too long ago was the best in the league by far, um, has really gone downhill. They've lost a lot of talent. Lael Collins, not just the most recent. Uh, they knew they needed offensive linemen, and the 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 draft just didn't drop, fall well for them. They picked twenty um, fourth overall, and they ended up, you know, missing out on the guys I think they wanted, and so they reached for Tyler Smith, um, totally. the offensive offensive tackle out of Tulsa, who is a nice player. I'm not going to say that he's not because he is. Um, I just think it's way early for him. He's more. He has a high ceiling, but he's more of a project. And um, I saw him being a late second round, early third round pick. I was shocked. I everyone else did too. Round. Um, and then they waited until the fifth round to get another one. And they went with another project. Um, another small school guy. Yeah. Um, well, let's go. Uh, out of North Dakota is a guy that, I, again, he has the potential, but I don't think you see him on the field. Uh, this year, I think he's got a whole year of development and growing um, before he's ready to, to to play. And so it just seemed yeah. an odd combination for them not to get guys that can step in and help and be difference makers now. Yeah, big guy, six eight, three oh five. Um, he's going to need a little bit of time. He's a development mm-hmm. project, you know, and uh, and Tyler Smith is too. Uh, I don't know if Tyler Smith comes in right away and plays. That could be debatable. Uh, yeah. I did like, I really like Sam Williams, though, at their defensive end. I think that yeah. adds to that defense, I think, which could be a, a factor because um, he's a he's a really good, solid player for them. And then Jalen Tober, that wide their, receiver, their is defensive end, Their defensive end, we'll get to that in a second, that, that position group is really solid for them. So as much as they screwed up the Randy Gregory thing, I think getting Sam Williams in the way that um, you've already got Demarcus Lawrence and mm-hmm. – and, um, Dante Fowler, like they, they've got some serious talent at that position. They're going to be able to get after the quarterback. Yeah. And Doris, uh, Doris Armstrong and then uh, Tristan Hill in the, in the middle there. I mean, they really do have a nice front um, mm-hmm. in, in their linebacker core too. Um, anyone else stand out? I think Dame, uh, Damone Clark is a great pick for, uh, at 176 overall, but he's injured and may not yeah. play in 2022. So they may have to yeah. wait around a little bit for him to kind of develop. But I think, Long term, that's a great pick. They had three fifth round picks. That was a comp, uh, compensatory pick. Um, that's when you take guys like that because he's a guy that could be a really good player a year from now. Uh, but you need to wait for him to get healthy. I liked that pick, to be honest. Um, yeah. And I mean, that was one of my one of those picks that I was I was like, okay, that's when I could get behind. Um, but honestly, you look at their fourth round pick, Jake Ferguson at tight end. Uh, he's not a guy that he didn't test well, but he, he, yeah. he looks he looks good on tape. I mean, he makes yeah, contested but, catches and all that kind of stuff. But he doesn't. He just doesn't have the athleticism. I don't know if he tra- if any of that translates um, to the next level. And you know, of all the wide receivers in this draft, and there were some really good ones. Jalen Tolbert just is, doesn't get me excited. Uh, as someone that's going to come in to hopefully help um, pick up the slack for Amari Cooper, like that's not 
that's not who he, he who Jalen Tolbert is either. I I just this whole draft was. They're, and they, they just went with a bunch good. of small school guys too. Yeah, they're guys all the that, way up and down. That that may not make an impact this year or may, make a big impact this year. They have potential a year from now to be you know to turn into good players, but they're not gearing up. You know, this this draft was not gearing them gearing up for a run uh, in this you know upcoming yeah, season. I was. I'll be honest with you. Um, Before before free agency hit before the draft i was thinking the dallas cowboys were still going to be in position to be uh in first place coming out of the nfc east mm-hmm. and I, and clearly philadelphia has taken that at, yeah. at this point and philadelphia is the team to be in in fact philadelphia given the fact that the nfc overall as a as a conference is diminished i think um philadelphia is going to be in the conversation to be a top 4 nfc team this year yeah, there's not that many. Uh, there's not a lot of competition for that. So uh, I would agree. I think that um, it, Dallas had an opportunity to really take a step they forward. Had an opportunity as the rest of the conference take, slides back, they were Absolutely. in position to step forward and kind of oh, take control. If I was a did. Dallas fan right now, I would just be aggravated. I would just totally be heartbroken about the way that they approached this year because this was pivotal for them. And I just don't see how they improved at all. Oh, if anything, they took a step back. And of all the contracts for them to find their way out from underneath, they still have Ezekiel Ellis, um sitting there taking yeah. up way too much of their cap space for a yeah. running back. Yeah, um, and with I, diminishing returns. Yeah, that's never that was that contract was brutally bad the moment it was signed, and honestly, it's. It's the gift that keeps on giving if you are a fan of a rival team because it's just eating yeah. them alive right and now. And Dak Prescott's contract, too. It's the same. Yeah, yeah but Dak... I mean, you're going to get something out of Dak, but... You're going to get something out of Dak. And that contract gets better every year as quarterback salaries continue to skyrocket. So, um, Yeah, well, the, the one major move they did is they franchise tag Dalton Schultz and then paid him as well yeah. this offseason, too, which... Mm-hmm. Given Dalton Schultz's usage, I didn't I didn't quite get. But um, yep. let's move to the um, to the more interesting I think team in this conversation during this show, which is uh, the roster evaluations for the Denver Broncos. Um, Denver made arguably the biggest move of the offseason. I don't the, think it's in arguable. And the, the blockbuster trade for Russell Wilson, which literally changed the face of their franchise. So when a team does that, it's you're you're in the hunt. It started with that, you know. They yeah. they they shipped out two firsts, two seconds, and a and a fourth or something like that, and and uh, three players, five, eight total assets. Mm-hmm. And um, what did you think of that trade, Keith? Well, for them, I mean, it's they've been being held back by quarterback forever. Um, their roster is in really good shape right now, and they had very few needs except for quarterback. And when one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL just oddly becomes available um, in a way that just doesn't happen, you go and get them. And they did. And I, 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 I'm behind it. I think that for them, that was the move to make and it makes no sense for Seattle, but you know, good for Denver. They went and got their guy. And um, I think that instantly puts them in, you know, contention as one of the best teams in the NFL. 
That's where the rest of the roster is. It's really interesting that Denver sits in the AFC West in the mm-hmm. AFC in general, because the AFC right now is where it's at, where all the talent's at, where all the competition's at, where it's hardest to get in and 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 then uh, step forward after you're in. Um, and Denver's right in that mix, but there's no guarantees with this situation because of the competition that they're facing. So while they do have Russell Wilson, and he's almost a, a floor quarterback at nine wins, um, they could just be at nine or 10 wins this year with this with the rest of their roster and everyone's saying all that we need is a is a quarterback we've got the rest of the roster built i'm not so sure talk to me about what else is going on with their roster and where you think they have uh they've added to the to mix this year and gotten better or where have they fallen off a little bit um honestly this i i actually believe that this is a this is a, a ready-made roster um and so i'm a, I'll, i'm I am of that uh, on that side of this debate. And I think that when you add um, Randy Gregory, um, you know, at linebacker and, you know, it's just, they didn't need Randy Gregory, but they got yeah. him and they well, got they him Bradley and, Chubb. Then they drafted yeah. Mick Medito. I mean, uh-huh. um, and I mean, so they're, they're defensively, they were really good. And everyone was like, oh, what happened? Because they, you know, they, um, they uh traded away um oh man just total my brain just went um last year defensive end one of the best in the nfl for the last decade oh von miller von miller oh my god why couldn't i remember that name (laughs) um they traded away von miller and looked you're like wow that's that's weird you're trading away one of the one of your best players on defense and then you didn't see a major drop defensively because the rest of the defense around Miller was also really good. And then you add in the pieces that they added to replace Miller this offseason, um, like Nick Benito and and um, Randy Gregory. And you're mm-hmm. like, okay, this is still a really elite defense. You've got a good running game. You've got a good offensive line. You've got some good young weapons that, um, you know, guys, they, they may not be um, – you know, household names nationwide, but they're, they have some good young weapons. I think this team is just ready to win. Yeah. Jerry Judy is a, is a, is a great player and can uh, KJ mm-hmm. Hamler right behind him. Then you've got Seth Williams. You've got Cortland Sutton, obviously. Um, Patrick. Patrick. Yep. And the, their offensive line is no joke. They've also got, um, uh, what is it? Uh, I can't even pronounce his last name, so I'm not even going to try. They're they're tight end Albert O. Yeah. Albert O. And they mm-hmm. drafted Greg Dulcich, um, which is a is a great pick. I I like their offense. I like their defense with Russell Wilson too. Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon came back on a one year deal. Um, they're they're pretty well stocked and set. I agree with you. I just think that you know Russell Wilson coming in. Uh, it's a new system uh, overall. New head coach. Um, and they're gonna they're gonna need a little bit of time in that, and I just you know it depends on how hot they come out, um, yeah, in the year. And it doesn't it's not easy for them. They're not gonna have an easy schedule. It's gonna be a tough schlag in the AFC West. AFC West is gonna be the best division in football. Denver arguably is the third best team in this division. Know. It is. It's I, it could be Keith, and oh, and Las Vegas made the playoffs last year. And true. 
the team that I'm thinking is the second best team, the Chargers, didn't make playoffs. So I'm just saying it's going to be a wild ride. It's, it is going to be a wild ride, but all four of those teams are good enough to make the playoffs. And all four of those teams, once they get in, are good enough to challenge um, to get deep in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. All four of those teams are contenders. And yeah, it's going to be a wild ride to see who actually gets in and, and whatever, because they have to play each other twice um, over the course of the season. But those are really good football teams. And you cannot knock Denver for looking at the rest of their roster and saying, we're ready to win yeah, now, except no, for the quarterback. And can't worry about anybody one. else. Yeah, no, totally. Hands off to them. Absolutely. Yeah, they went out and did what they needed to do. Now let's go do it because mm-hmm. uh, there's no more excuses. They've got their quarterback. He's proven. There's no, mm-hmm. you know, nothing in their way now except for uh, getting their team together and, and playing well. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting. It'll be the one of the funner teams to watch this year. And there's there's quite a few, and there's not very many in the NFC. Um, so it'll be, <laughs> this is going to be a wild ride. I mean, the balance of power has shifted in the NFL. And um, I think we're just going to be talking about AFC teams now for probably the next four or five years. As we just, I would just think about there are more elite teams in the AFC West than the entire NFC. Mm-hmm. Think about that for a second. Yeah. Who would you, is there, who would you put in the NFC that you could say could compete for the division title? Oh, if they were in the, uh, mm-hmm. in the AFC West, um, Tampa. And even then I wouldn't pick them if they were in there, but I think the Rams. Uh, yeah, maybe, um, just simply that's the, because that's the best I got. The, the Rams, I mean, the Rams are the, are the defending champions and they and they, they brought a lot of their talent back, but they also lost a lot of talent. Um, they just couldn't afford to keep everybody. Um, so they're not going to be as deep. And they were, they've had one of the best runs of injury luck will ever, you'll have ever seen. Like they just didn't have guys get hurt last year um, or the year before, which is even weirder. Um, at some point, law of averages is going to catch up to them and they're going to have guys get in, guys get hurt and they just lack the depth to really account for that because they're a really top heavy team in terms of their overall talent uh, and there's nothing wrong with that it won them a super bowl like hats off to them they they went for it in the right way mm-hmm. and got it done um and that's awesome but i you look at their depth and look at denver's and you think denver is the third best team in the division Right, right. I, I'd rather have Denver's roster overall as a whole, especially now that they've got Wilson. And where do you place Denver overall in the AFC or in the NFL if you were to rate teams? I don't know yet. It's crazy. It's crazy, <laughs> it's right? So hard. It's the crazy. AFC is so deep. They I mean, could I was, be sixth or seventh in just I the put, AFC. I put um, I put Buffalo at the top, and if their quarterback gets to play and isn't suspended. I would, I, I got to put Cleveland um, up there with them, but then you what? look, you don't put Cincinnati up there. Um, I put, I'm sorry. I said Cleveland. I meant Cincinnati. I put Cincinnati up there. Um, Cleveland is with, um, uh, with the, this group of, 
uh, the Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders, Broncos, um, Titans, Colts, Titans. just yeah. um, this Baltimore Ravens is still there. God, I didn't even mention them. Um, but you know what I mean? Like there's this, there's this group of other really, really good teams that I think is just underneath um, the Bengals and the Bills. Um, so I'm going to, you just mentioned take, all those teams. Now I'm going to mention some NFC teams. Okay. Dallas, New York, Philadelphia, uh, Washington, Chicago, uh, Detroit, Green Bay, Minnesota, Atlanta, Carolina, New Orleans, Tampa, Arizona, San Francisco, Seattle, Los Angeles. Does any of those teams compare to any of the teams in the AFC we just mentioned? You've got to mention, you, you brought up the Rams <laughs> earlier, and I've, you've got to keep them in there and until they have the injury luck change and they and they have to start leaning on that depth that doesn't exist. Um on just pure top heavy talent, they are, they're there. Um, and Tampa, you know, is there, um, they've got, they're not a perfect roster either. Mm -hmm. They've got some issues, but let's face it up and down that roster. There's a lot of talent. Green Bay is going to argue that they're there. Other than that, the Cardinals win games, who, but they're who is not their quarterback. Who is, who is Aaron Rodgers going to throw the ball to? And San Francisco uh, is going to be there just because they feel like they're going to be there. So, I mean, there's <sighs> your four teams out of the NFC. And I would argue that there's at least six or seven teams above all those teams out of the AFC. There's four teams in the AFC West. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be a wild ride. It wild is ride. I, honestly, I uh, this is gonna be a fun division. We're gonna be talking about the AFC West every week on this show because how could you not? These are the best teams, other than well. You know the rest of the AFC, which is also really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get out of here. So, good luck, Denver. I uh, hope your uh, the Denver fans appreciated this show. Uh, and the Cowboys. My goodness. I'm. You know, you guys are going to be feeling bad. I think this year. I don't know. I think expectations are this high, and reality yeah. is gonna be down here. So. I don't know. Their own expectations are high because they're always high in Dallas, mm -hmm. and they, they should be. I mean, yeah. I That's mean, they, fine, whatever. I don't, but I don't. Outside of Dallas, I don't mm -hmm. think expectations are high for this team. I think expectations no. are pretty low, and I do think that Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than people want to admit that he is, and he has the ability to carry um, a team somewhat. And I think the defense is good enough. They're going to be there. I don't think they beat Philly. I think that, that yeah, I I think they're a playoff team, but only because the NFC is so diminished. Mm -hmm. That's a and that's not a great statement. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. Find Keith on Twitter at Myers NFL. You can find me at Alstead NFL. You can find the show at PF underscore Playbook, and find the uh, the show on your favorite podcast platform and YouTube. Share and subscribe. Until next time, take care, guys. Thanks for listening to the Pro Football Playbook Podcast. Follow Keith at Myers NFL. Bill is at Altstead NFL. The show is at PF underscore playbook. Listen and subscribe on your favorite podcast app or YouTube and at our website, profootballplaybook.co.